trashed this room. Trash it with my picks, man. Hello and welcome to Hijinx, the place where we overpromise and underdeliver. I am Joe, one of three people involved in today's particular show, joined today by Curtis and Ezra. Malik Willis had to wait until the third round of the NFL draft to get picked by the Titans. What's the longest you've ever had to wait for something? So on a uh, European trip, I was flying to Italy for work and we were on the tarmac and they said, oh, well, we're uh, missing some paperwork. Okay. okay, paperwork. And we sit there for like an hour for paperwork and then a storm rolls in and they're like, oh, well, we're behind a storm now. And we sat on this tarmac for three hours and 10 minutes Ooh. without deplaning. They wouldn't let us deplane three hours and 10 minutes. We have a 10 hour flight ahead of us. And so, it's hot, right? It's just, and it's just hot. the same dead air, hot, middle of summer, awful in Texas. Uh, so now uh, we, we land in uh, Rome. I have, I'm flying to Bologna after that. So you're getting on a smaller plane, going to a smaller airport. Uh, of course, uh, we missed that flight. So then I'm at the airport another like eight hours and I haven't slept. And it took me 26 hours to get from Dallas to uh, Bologna, Italy. And I was absolutely miserable. And it's the, definitely the longest I've ever waited to get somewhere. And you, you smell, you said 26 hours, but you smell like it was probably 75 hours. I was hallucinating. <laughs> I was, was that, that absolutely more hallucinating. bearable in, in that case, honestly. Yeah. Mine's 19 months for my ex-wife to sign the paperwork. So, (laughs) okay, okay, too real. Uh, I'm gonna go for the Tesla Cybertruck. I've got an order in for the Cybertruck, but uh, I'm not even sure if it's gonna be this decade, which is a good thing because I don't currently have the funding for it. So the longer better. I need to hit one of these bets. I need to hit one of these hail marys so that when it does come to fruition, you got to you got to piggyback on mine. That's half the way there. I, I yeah. really feel like the Cybertruck is a troll that's gone too far. It, it might be. It's like a video. It's out of a video yeah. game. No, you know, it's I mean, definitely futuristic. And that would be, out of the future. It's bulletproof. It would be something that Elon would totally do too, right? He would one-off build, spend $900,000 to build this one weird-looking wannabe <laughs> fucking truck and put it out there and just see how many people bought it. Like, Let's make the weirdest thing we can possibly do. And everyone's like, I fucking love it. Let's do this. Yeah, I love it. And then did he like try to smash it on the stage while he had it? And and it broke. And it broke. Yeah. They've made some improvements since then. That was 2019. So they've had had some time. It it immediately kicked Ford and Chevy into saying, oh, shit, we need an electric truck now. But they both have one. Yeah. Yeah. They're both releasing like real ones. Yeah. I saw the Hummers out now. So yeah. that's that's being delivered. There are uh, uh, people yeah. taking uh, orders of those Hummer trucks, and that came probably a year and a half after the Cybertruck was announced. Yeah. Cybertruck yeah, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the list for the F-150 Lightning. Oh, yeah. you're in the Lightning camp? I, yeah. I like those. I like those. I, w- I kind of wish I would have gotten one of each, but uh, I'm waiting for the Cybertruck 2029. 20, Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> NFL draft recap, nine trades in the first round, six wide receivers in the first 20 picks, six wide receivers total. Oh, crushing. I had seven or more. I was feeling so good about that one. I was waiting forever to get the seventh wide receiver uh, in this. My takeaway here, NFL jams are terrible. They did not listen to the YouTube QB big board, obviously. Malik Willis, third round. What are they doing? Kenny fake slide picket. Totally going to bust. 
I'm not swayed whatsoever by my dudes, Ritter and Willis dropping, 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 dropping. They should still be on the top of the board. Matt Corral, but NFL draft takeaways. What do y'all think? Well, one, I nailed the Georgia five. That was, that was a good takeaway. Yeah. That was the best bet. Ezra had five yeah. Georgia players taking the first round and there were yeah. five Georgia five, players. Yeah. So I, I landed that one on the nose. Um, honestly, I think Pickett and Corral are going to be the steals out of this draft. You know, I, I, I do love <laughs> the whole Carolina reaction. Um, to corral being brought in, this is gonna be a fun time. So, my my reaction to the quarterback draft was me spending about an hour and a half looking through every draft in the last twenty years to see if I could find a worse class. Uh, the you know we we heard going into it that these teams were in love with this quarterback class, and then they absolutely proved it uh, that they were not bluffing. Uh, <laughs> and and when you see <laughs> When you see guys getting, you know, as many veteran quarterbacks getting moved in this offseason as we did, that was a direct response to the fact that there was no talent coming up in this year's draft. Um, one of these guys might prove us wrong, but it's looking very, very shaky. What there's, a say- good, there's a good chance. So here's the thing. what Who's the highest rated comp of any of the top five quarterbacks drafted? It's Kirk Cousins. So that's the upside comparing Desmond Ritter to Kirk cousins. No, no, I'm talking highest rated comp. The highest rated comp is Matt Corral to Kirk cousins. Wow. So that's the upside. Yeah. That That is the absolute upside of this QB. So so are they honestly looking, are they looking at Kenny Pickett going like, Oh, maybe he can be Johnny Manziel. Like, yeah. (laughs) Kenny, Kenny Pickett is uh, his comp was, Oh, a uh, Tannehill? Tannehill, yeah. Yeah, his comp was Tannehill. Corral was Cousins, and Cousins is higher rated in in according to footballreference.com than Dan Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Uh, I will say my takeaway here is that all five of these quarterbacks, Pickett, Willis, Ritter, Corral, Hal, landed in good spots for them. So if they're going to succeed, I, I love the fit with Willis and the Titans. They've already got Tannehill, couple years on, on the job training before Willis was ready picking the Steelers. The Steelers don't ask their quarterback to do that much so they can succeed with just kind of like that game manager plus kind of vibe. Their defense is usually salty. Yeah. I don't know. Falcons and Ritter that I don't know. I, I will say it's like the, the teams corral and the Panthers, like he's probably better than Sam Darnold right now. So th- these teams, they did land in good spots, the quarterback. So I think there's some chance there. AJ except Brown, for, the except for Washington, Washington's fuck. Well, they, there it was. <laughs> even the even the name Commanders. I'm not not in yeah. my head either. I, I kind of like the football team. Pickett no. does seem the most ready, but I just think the upside is low. I, I'm not, I'm just not into it. But we'll see. He he might be competent. Hey, I don't think it's going to be exciting. He, he's been dreaming of this day for four years. So they did try to right the Dan Marino wrong, where they passed <laughs> on Marino, and so Pickett's yeah. from Pitt. They're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a good story. So I, I do like all these landing spots. AJ Brown and the Eagles for the 18th pick. Next week, we're going to do our top five wide receiver duos. So we're going to talk about the top five combination wide receivers. And just a little preview here. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, pretty cool combination. 
you know, that, you know, may or may not be the two most talented, you know, they may not be on the list, but that combo is really salty. You got the strong X receiver in AJ Brown. You got kind of like the Z move around guy in Devontae Smith. And Jalen Hurts right now currently shitting in the corner trying to figure out how to throw the ball 40 yards. <laughs> that, well, that, that's the big thing. And did you know Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, like best friends? Yeah. So, why? I don't know. I'm kind of feeling it. I'm kind of feeling it. Yeah. One last thing from this draft. Any star power? It's going to be on I got the defensive one. side. It's right? going to be D-line. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be D-line. It's going to be a D-lineman. Okay, so I got one offensive star power. Brees Hall, uh, best running back of the draft, taken by the Jets. Uh, the Jets are – I'm not saying they're going to be good, but they will. They have uh, electric playmakers now and in a lot of positions, and they're young and uh, playing in the New York market. And who knows? You know, yeah. Broadway Jets are back. Yeah. Two, two years, two years of, uh, you know, 1,100 yards each, signs a massive deal with Denver and vanishes off the planet. Like that's, that's Brees Hall's top, top end. So, okay. The, uh, the turn in the punch bowl here is Zach Wilson at quarterback. I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I kind of yeah. like everything the Jets are doing, but I was not sold on Wilson, you know, watching him play last year. So maybe he makes a leap. You know, I hope he does. The Jets fans, they seem like nice people. I don't know. They, they're, they're not. They're the time. actual exact opposite of it. Like, if you've ever been to a Jets game, the Jets fans are the worst. Oh, okay. Absolute okay, worst. They make Raider fans look good. Like, it's terrible. I'm always rooting for teams that are terrible, like Lions, I, Sacramento Kings are like one of my teams. I love these teams that are perennial bad, and the Jets are kind of in that range now. But yeah, yeah Brees Hall is definitely kind of that number one dynasty running back kind of guy, first pick in the yeah. redraft, uh, first running back, first rookie in the redraft league, that kind of thing. Perennial right, bad NFL teams, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, yeah. all right, I'll give you 30, 30 seconds here, Curtis. Dallas Cowboys, you, you stoked about uh, picking a third-round prospect in the first round? Uh, absolutely not. No, it's um, he's a he might turn out to be a stud. He's got the uh, he's a young he's the youngest player in the draft that was taken in the first round. He's got the physical uh, stuff there. He's big and he's strong and he's fast. Uh, but he was a tackle. They're just like, oh, we'll just move him inside to play guard. I hate when people do that. It's two different positions. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, you know, on the outside, you're going against the most athletic defensive ends, the guys that can run uh, as fast as running backs, that can run level to the ground, that can bend and flex. On the inside, you're dealing with absolute dancing bears that weigh 320 pounds and, uh, you know, are monsters. And you need a monster on the, uh, the opposite side to deal with these beasts. And, uh, so to, to take a guy who's like, oh, you're a tackle, but we'll just move you inside until we need you. It, it's a developmental project. The Cowboys say they want to win now, but they they draft a, a 19-year-old that uh, tape, frankly, looks awful. Don't draft guards in the first round. No. You know, draft a tackle in the no. first round. Get, get a guard in the second round, third round, fourth no. round. All right, let's go so. from one Dallas team to the other. Mavs, let's move the NBA. Mavs, Suns, any hope that Mavs are down 2-0 and it was not a pretty – Two, two losses, uh, not a lot of hope. I have a pretty fun series bet with the Bucks, Warriors, Heat, and Mavs going on. Not bad, it's like 12 to 1, but I'm not feeling too good about having the Mavs as the kicker on that series right now. I, you know, do you think uh, the Slovenian home cooking for Luca? I think he'll get his favorite, his favorite dish going and uh, maybe get some powers up. Zero, zero, zero that. chance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got, you know, after that, I mean, there's a chance. I won't say zero, but for this to be a pick'em game, I mean that's an insult. Yeah, I think they're minus one right now. At, 
at least an hour ago or so. No, they they moved. It went to pick them. Oh, there's so much money coming in on the Suns. It went okay. to pick them. Okay, I'm gonna have to change my best bets. Uh, so the the Suns <laughs> are shooting 65 percent against the Mavericks. They shot 89 percent um, in the fourth quarter yesterday. 89 percent. They went after Luca so hard. Just every play, it, it was the most targeted a player has ever been in the playoffs. Like the, the Suns had the most efficient stretch in NBA playoff history going against one guy yesterday, and that was Luca. So, so they asked 1.8 points per possession, which is basically shooting <laughs> like 80% uh, from the field when going they, against Luca. It's not they, had, they had Booker and uh, Paul sitting at the press conference, and they specifically asked them, Hey, were y'all running at Luca on purpose in you know the second half? And Booker, like he kind of looked at Paul, and Paul gave him that look like, "Don't say don't, a word." Don't say it out loud. Don't say and, it out loud. <laughs> and he's and Paul just looks at the camera. It's like you know we're just letting the NBA, you know, the game come to us. Where you know, and, but they just had this look where like, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing, and. uh we don't want to poke the bear, but uh, we're making fat boy work. Yeah. Jalen Brunson's agent must be freaking out right now. He like last week, we kind of predicted he would get not a max deal, but you know, 25, 30 million a year. No, I think, I think, we, I think somebody called out a max deal. I think we called the max mm-hmm. deal out. Last well, week. the max is like five for 176. I don't know. He's getting five for 176, but he was averaging 34.7 points per game against the jazz yeah. 35 points per game. So that, I mean, that, that's what max players have to get. However, and he's shooting 49%. This, so far through two games, 11 points per game. So going from 34.7 to 11 is uh, a little bit rough. Can we, can we check on his agent? Is his agent still breathing? <laughs> his agent's like, oh, crap. I shouldn't have already bought that Lamborghini. What was I? Yeah. Uh, cancel. It's already, it's already in production. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. that's, that's great what, what, what's the exit? What's the exit value? Do I... Is, uh... <laughs> Ten thousand dollars to buy out of this? Okay, yeah. Let me. Um, no, I think honestly, I think Brunson's going to rebound here. I got a little faith in kid. He's going to sit Luca down and be like, "Listen, they're running at you hard. Bait him in, kick it out, and we'll see." I mean, if so, here if Luca goes for twelve plus assists, then Brunson's going to be over thirty points. That's going to be the. They're going to need Brunson to score like 20, 25. I think yeah. Luca needs to play less minutes. Forty-four minutes, clearly too many. You can't just yeah. you can't just have him out there doing everything on offense for forty-four minutes and getting cooked on defense entirely. They got to yeah. find a way to manage it better. Maybe thirty-eight minutes, maybe a little less uh, involved offensively in the first yeah. half or something. But they they've got to figure it out. I mean, they are they are on the ropes. Well, somebody asked me about Luca's defense, and I go, Luca's defense is fine. For Luca levels, he's he's fine defensively. Uh, the problem is you're asking him to do everything on offense. So when you ask someone to do everything on offense, yeah. then the defense struggles. And he's coming off the calf injury. He's probably not in peak condition. So yeah. they they got they gotta figure it out. All right, let's go to Buck Celtics. One one, really interesting series. I mean, this might be the most interesting series that we have going right now. Maybe maybe of the playoffs. This has the chance, like seven series classic kind of vibe to me. We all underestimated the Bucks. I mean, we underestimated the champion. That's always a bad move. And... <laughs> well, I did pick Suns Bucks, but uh, you know, no big deal. Oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna the Royal We. I'm gonna flip on this one where I feel although like... I, I I think the Celtics might have it now. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like. 
the Celtics underestimated the Bucks too, got punched in the mouth game one and came back out and just hit them in the liver. Like it was impressive. You know. it, was, it was a really impressive response. <laughs> I mean, I, I love getting the Bucks with the points in game one. I, you know, yeah, you yeah, no, that the was, Nets that was, to the Bucks. It's just like yeah. the Ford Pinto to the IndyCar race, you know. Yeah, we all, I mean, I think everybody hammered the bucks and the points, right? Like we all said, yes. But I think from the series perspective, I think the Celtics right now come in and just shut them down, just lock down on them, you know, just murder these guys, make them shoot threes. That's the one thing the bucks have like almost zero points in the paint. Like they're not getting inside. And I, I think that continues. I think it does. I think the Celtics just lock them down. And I think we're staring straight in the face to Celtics heat. You're asking Giannis to do everything in this series, just like the Mavs are asking Luca to do everything. Um, he's riding shotgun with Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen for Christ's sakes. Hey, Bobby well, Portis has like some that, sick does, ass glasses. Bobby Portis ha- does have some sick ass glasses, though. So, I, well, and Portis can put together like 13, 14, 15 great minutes. You yeah, know, and get super hot, but in game in game one, he caught fire. I mean, he really did. He was lighting up and lighting up on defense. He was a glue guy. I mean, and he was I, I, hitting those corner threes. But man, if he disappears, good luck. Like you just get you just get the feeling the Celtics have a few more answers, a few more cards to play yeah. still that they haven't even done. And the Bucks, it's like we know what they're gonna try and do. Middleton being out for probably another yeah. month that that's rough so it, it just feels like yes it's 1-1 and yes the bucks looked great and i was as kind of as i was thinking might happen but having watched game two i just feel like Celtics have turned it over now all right let's go Embiid, the Embiidless sixers Embiid versus the heat or the lack of Embiid versus the heat this one just sucks man it just sucks that Embiid's not playing i mean he's been so healthy and so good this year and then he gets a thumb ligament tear broken face and a concussion within like 10 days of each other. Uh, it, it just sucks. I mean, watching these games, the, the, the Sixers are playing about as well as they could play, but it, it's just not going to work. We thought that the Sixers were done with a thumb ligament tear and Embiid came back and, and torched them and we're like, okay, all right. And then yep. it turns the, the orbital <laughs> fracture is just so devastating, man. I, I feel so bad for the, the, the Sixers fans. They've been s- so unbelievably patient with the process and everything that goes on. And this was their best shot at it. You think, and now it's right back to next year. Well, facial fracture. Like he had another one in 2018 where Mark Fultz shoulder hit him in the face. It's just like, Oh my gosh. They need to do some Muay Thai training or something like just get kicked in the face a lot. The, uh, the (laughs) stepbrothers, your your face, your face is so punchable. (laughs) So we'll see. He, he's out for game three and, you know, they're going to lose game three probably. So as a Sixers fan, I'm just hoping they hold him out. If they lose game three, I'm just hoping he doesn't come back. They're saying he's the concussion too. Like, let I mean, you don't want to get two concussions in 10 days either. If he comes back too soon. Wait, have like, you, ever, have you ever had, have you ever had a real concussion? Nine years old. Okay. So I had one at 32. Ooh. I had a 97 mile an hour fastball fouled off my face mask. As a catcher, right? Like, Knocked so unconscious. They're catching and foul tip straight off the center. I go, okay, it's cool. I throw it back. We finish the inning and I get down to the dugout and I go, 
and you know, managers saying, Hey, dude, you're on deck. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm there's no way just as you get older, when it, when your bell gets rung like that, you know, it's funny. when we were younger, they were, Oh, he, he rung his bell, you know, but no, you did damage to the internal lining of your brain. Like you're, you're out. Like that's, and especially when you're talking about a guy who's throwing an, a, a ball from 33 feet away into a sphere that's roughly larger than that ball, you don't have that fine motor skill. It's With not all happening. the lights going on, all <laughs> yeah. the noise, all the mental stimulation that your brain has to yeah. work to block out. Yeah, it, it's not it's not happening, man. I mean, and Bede was saying he was like having trouble like texting people because it was like yeah. the light was too bright. I'm like, he's not going to be in a stadium. Please no. don't put him in a stadium for like a week. I, I mean, right? No, I mean, they, I they, they, they've made movies about this. Like they've literally, literally. made about it. <laughs> well, I went on a roller coaster uh, a couple of years ago and I felt like I had a concussion. I was like, I was like, my brain was like, do, 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 do. like I was like a piece of jello moving around after that. So I was like, eh, probably my last roller coaster for a while. All right. We're going to talk about Harden, the, the ghost me? in the room. Let's do a Harden. What are the <laughs> odds? What are the odds that Harden scores 30 points in a playoff game ever again? For context, he's done it 44 times. But the Sixers desperately need him to do one now, and he doesn't have it in him, at least not this year. What are the odds Harden scores 30 points in a playoff game in the next ever? I double down and say he does it this year on 50 shots. Game three. Game three, he just goes full, <laughs> full assassin. He goes full Westbrook, chucking it up from everywhere, ends up scoring 30 but annihilating the team while he does it. Well, this is his best shot at it. Yeah. Tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. If he was going to do it, I feel like he'd be doing it. Dude, James Harden's been a Hall of Fame level basketball player. He has his demons, and but to watch the guy play in his heyday, he was Damn. absolutely spectacular. He's but, still very skilled. I mean, he sets up the offense great, I and mean, he's just like an A plus, like setting up the offense. Like a if you needed him to not score and just be a point guard, if he was like an average point guard, like Monte Morris or something for the Nuggets, you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. Like he's so good mm-hmm. at this. The problem. Yes, it depends on whether the Sixers can find uh or the uh, Heat can find some strippers in Philly to sit on the side, right? <laughs> he is well known for his <laughs> He likes the ladies. He, yes, he does. Yes, he uh, you know that there is something to that because I'm not sure how old James Harden is. 33? 32, 32. Okay, yeah, 32. 32. Yeah. Well, Chris, we just watched Chris Paul annihilate Dallas in the fourth quarter, and Chris Paul looks as uh, ridiculously lean and uh, mean as he ever has. Uh, and Chris about Ball five a couple years ago. Yeah, about but about five years ago he started. He went vegan um, and really, really started focusing on uh, uh, you know elongating his career. You know, keeping keeping them fresh legs and health, body, and mind. And James Harden doesn't strike me as that guy. Yeah, you're gonna need that come to Jesus moment where he's like, nope, that's it. I'm, he's he's going full Drago and Rocky for. I, I feel like James Harden training. is the guy that would say something along the lines of, "I I don't work out," you know, like that. Ah. <laughs> I dribble. That's what I do. That's how ah. I work out. Yeah. All right, let's get to a guy who's crushing right now, John Morant, going left as we speak. Are the Warriors going to figure this out? He goes left every time. Doesn't matter. I mean, my my synopsis of Golden State versus Memphis right now, John Morant makes. Drives left, incredible layup off the glass, like insane shot with a 10% probability. He hits it. Warriors go down. Steph to Draymond layup. <laughs> Grizzlies come back. 
Morant has to do some crazy shot again, and he makes it again. And then the Warriors, like, easy shot. Someone gets a three or two. And so they end up being tied. But the Grizzlies are having to work so much harder for these points. I mean, they basically need Morant to be Superman. Had Morant made that going to his left layup game one. Game one. Right. Just missed. Right. Now we're talking 2-0. 2-0. Both teams could be like, we should be up 2-0. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's cool well, about the series. I mean, no, this is going, going seven, and I have both teams in our bet later. So, hey, uh, you know, Bain gets suspended for the dirty play against Peyton. Peyton's out with a broken elbow. I hate this rule because if you take a guy out with a dirty play, then you should be out the entire time he's out. That's how I feel. I mean, he should be out for the series. Uh, yep. You know, sorry. I mean, I know you can't control like what happens to the other person, but he's literally the other Peyton is out of the series because he knocks him over. I mean, so that's it. They should both be on the series. We had the back of my day argument earlier, right? Like, you know, hey, Lambeer once tackled Larry Bird from behind. Larry Bird jumped up, grabbed the ball with a ref in his face, whipped it at Lambeer's face from 12 feet away, hit him square. Like, I mean, it, if you watch the video of this, he knocked Lambeer down with a pass. No both foul. were rejected. There were nobody suspended and no technicals called. And no fouls were called. They just kept playing while all this was going on. Ball out of bounds, Detroit ball. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was, was Celtics ball because it went off Lambeer's face. Neither one of those guys had a broken elbow afterwards, like Peyton did. That was a dirty, dirty play. And, and the you point can't get is, guys went up in the air like that. Come on, everyone knows that. Yeah, guys weren't they weren't moving as fast. They weren't getting as elevated. You know, everybody's like, oh, in the 80s, it was so much. Yeah, but you looked at these guys had 12-inch verticals shooting set shots. You know, there was no – you weren't three feet in the air with somebody undercutting you, dropping you on a hardwood. I mean, the three of us would probably be down for three weeks, you know, just trying to do our desk job after that. Like, you're not coming back from it. Do y'all remember that Andrew Bynum taking out J.J. Barea play? Yes. In the playoffs where it it couldn't have been more comically evil because it is the smallest guy on the court, the biggest guy on the court and him just smashing his legs like a a Goliath, you know, and and, uh, uh, JJ hits the court hard, uh, misses the next game. Uh, but, uh, and then that was the same situation. He missed one game, but bottom was suspended one game for that. And I think, I think, I think Peyton is highly underrated for what he can do to Jaw, um, sure. and it's going to put. They Clay, have no one to defend Jaw. I mean, Clay. No is, Clay Thompson is going to be in a position that Clay, no. Clay made the right read to win game one. Honestly, he he went straight to Morant on that left drive. They did that yeah. like, pretty nifty yeah. play out of the timeout, and Clay read that perfectly. But he's not going to. He read the play perfectly, but he's not going to keep up with him physically. Just but that was that was a game. set play. That was a set play with exactly six seconds, right? Like, there was no – you knew the set play. Like, I run to this point, do this, and he's going to make it or not. When you start talking about trying to do that for 40 minutes against a guy that's seven years younger problem. than you that has a lot more miles left in his legs, and the fact that they're getting seven freaking points. All right, we'll get to that when we get the best bets. Let's hear it. Today's show is brought to you by Hito's Hot Hot Snack Chips, the snack that makes your mouth smack. 
Hitos are potato chips for people who love chips and hate their taste buds. Hitos are the hottest chip on the market. Technically, they're not on the market because they're not exactly street legal. Hitos are so hot that they've been banned in more states than your cousin's nunchucks. Hitos take your snacking to the next level, way up, 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 up into the sunshine. It's like putting the sun in your mouth. You've been to a barbecue restaurant with ghost pepper chilies on their brisket burger? Those are ice cubes between two pieces of bread compared to Hito's. Hito's are guaranteed to be the hottest chip you've ever tasted and also guaranteed to be the last chip you'll ever taste. These chips are so hot, they eviscerate your taste buds. It's a once in a lifetime experience, literally, because once you try these chips, you'll never taste anything again. You've got to try to believe it. Check them out today. Hito's Hot Hot Snack Chips. And you care about adrenaline more than you care about flavor. Bring on the bets. These bets are so unnecessary. Everybody go and grab your debit cards. All right, this is what we all came here for, right? Recap from last, uh, <laughs> our basketball attorney. Recap from our basketball attorney. I've got the Suns, Sixers, Celtics, Nuggets, Hawks. I've got 17 wins. Ezra, Grizzlies, Warriors, Jazz, Nets, Timberwolves, 16 Curtis, Bucks, Heat, Mavs, Raptors, Pelicans, 19. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Curtis, interesting, though, you got Bucks, Heat, Mavs, right? Those are your teams that are left. So you're going to need one of those. I've got Suns, Six, or Celtics. I could potentially have a finals matchup uh, in, in, my, in my lurk here if uh, Celtics can pull it out. But uh, we'll see. Ezra, you need Grizzlies, Warriors to go seven. Yeah. And then yeah. you need one of those to win the title. And then I think you'll have it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's my bank. My bank is that that series. When I was able to land that series, I was like, okay, these guys are going seven. And then whoever they're going to play is probably going to go six or seven. Like I need, I need all the wins. Like, And I need Luka Magic. Now let's talk about Luka Magic. So Mavs are a pick them against Phoenix for game three. I kind of like, I mean, I think the Mavs have 50-50 chance of winning at least one of game three or game four. Uh, are, do you have a lean on this game? I, I was kind of, I'm kind of thinking Mavs, but I guess it would take, it's a yeah. lukewarm endorsement here. It yeah. would take the best, the most perfect game from the Mavs to, to hang with even, what even Phoenix is putting out there. Even at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't see Phoenix getting too affected obviously shooting 85 percent in a quarter may not happen on the road <laughs> uh but chris paul has got that team uh, you know yeah. that, that that true calming veteran influence he's got it and they, they play tough great. i mean booker, booker looks like incredible he, yeah he didn't miss any this doesn't look like he yeah no that i think the biggest change is booker we all kind of when booker went down we we're like oh he's done right 40 day injury. He's out. Like, we're, it's a write off. And it's like, well, maybe not. 10 days. All right. Give me Phoenix. <laughs> maybe this is an easy bet, right? <laughs> In the sense of like, uh, wait, you're telling me the team just won by 25. You're going to give it so the, the game. The game's down. Yeah. It's down to a pick them. The line has moved two points in 40 hours. All right. All right. I, <laughs> yeah. All right, you got me. <laughs> I, I'm leaning Phoenix on that one. All right. My other one is Golden State minus six and a half. Now, I do think this is going to be a six or seven game series, but. Just kind of feeling uh, a blowout going back home for game three, and then Memphis will come really? back in game four. Yeah. This that's just a, that's like a, psychologically, that's, a, that's just well, how it goes. Maybe, maybe we should add, maybe we should add like a bold call bet in here on this segment. Like <laughs> like a Hail Mary? Just no, no, not a Hail Mary. The Hail Mary's a long odd, but the one where you're like, I'm I'm getting in on this bet. Joe, Dude. you know what we call this? 
producing on the air. Yeah. <laughs> a little inside baseball for everyone. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I, I don't see Golden State covering. I, I, I mean, I could see them winning, but if you watch every six, single game. Six and a half, seven is a lot. Yeah. I've watched one. I've watched, you know, I mean, I've listened and watched probably, you know, 2000 Warriors games over my life. And it's always the same. They're going to drag first quarter, second quarter, hmm. third quarter. They're going to come out, put up a little bit, something fourth quarter win. Like the, there's going to be a blowout though. There's going to be a blowout. They're going to get hot. They're going to get the home crowd cooking. It might, it might be game three. It might be game four. I'm, one of these games is going to be a blowout. I, I, I have a feeling that when it gets to a blowout, Steve Kerr is going to pull so many guys that it's going to tighten the line down seven points is actually the lines up to seven now like all the money's coming in on memphis like uh golden state that'd be golden state it's getting bo- yeah. it's getting bigger it's getting bigger no no it's golden state minus seven right That's so it, but it was six and a half Dude, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. <laughs> I don't feel it. it. It's hard to know. Like, if you're a fan of the team, do you have a, a bigger edge because you know the team, or are you like too? Are you like so visioned in on this team? Yeah, no. You got like, the I, I trauma, just, I and don't, the scars, and the yeah. Like, I see like a win, memory. I see like a 128, 125 game. That's just an absolute lights out third quarter runaway. Like where you know. They're gonna show in Curry on the bench, high fiving people in the fourth quarter. You know, Bucks Celtics is probably the best series going this round, but I do think Grizzlies Warriors is the most fun. Yeah. All right, we're, y'all are gonna take it away from basketball, so go on to your bets. What What are you looking at here? What's on your menu? Kentucky Derby, baby. Ooh, is that this weekend? That's this weekend, this Saturday. So Kentucky Derby, obviously the uh, the crown jewel of horse racing. Uh, the most money, the most hats, the most excitement. Uh, I was sitting at a <laughs> local that, watering hole, s- sitting at a local watering hole, and ESPN's on the TV is ob- you know as usual. And uh, there they start laying out some of the horses for the Kentucky Derby. And this man I don't know, older gentleman, leans in and goes, "Why the barrio? That's the horse." And I'm like. Oh, yeah? And he goes, I got an inside guy. He told me why to barrio. And so I bet why to barrio every day fucking <laughs> Sunday, man. Because when an old man leans in of the bar into your ear and tells you to take a horse, you do it. Because if you don't, you'll kick yourself for the rest of your life. So go why to barrio, go Kentucky Derby, break out your hats and mint juleps and uh, enjoy the crown jewel. 12 to 1. Coming in at 12 to 1. That's a good one. No, that is that is that is a good one. Um, well, I actually need to say to no to the old man at the bar. Yeah. Hey, well, so I've got a couple. So one, this is live betting odds. Rory McIlroy, seven and a half to one to win the Wells Fargo tournament right now. He's two strokes back. He he had. You know, I know we don't go golf a lot, but I'm going to bring golf into this thing. Yeah, go for um, it. There's actually more betting on golf and horse racing than almost anything else. Seven and a half to one. He's one stroke back after the first round. He's been there. Like there's some spark there and it's a weak field. I think he's going to destroy. We'll go to the Derby. I'm going Mo Donegal. Yeah, but here, here's the bet. It's top three. 
So all he's got to do is finish in the top three. It's three to one. I went down a far long rabbit hole. Yeah, you took you took me with you on that. I was like, I think I, I'm I bet I bet the whole house on everything. Sunshine days. My Bovada account is completely wiped out. <laughs> I have bet every dime I had in it on this parlay. Okay. <laughs> no, on on like seven of them. When we talk, when we get to the Hail Mary, I'll talk to that one. But. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now I'm following you. So these are your separate bets: Roy McIlroy plus seven fifty. You got uh, Mo Dongle, top Mo three. Dongle top three at three to one. Okay, and, and then, then you got Phoenix, Phoenix over with Miami, six to one. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Love it. Was there Dude, smoke coming out of your phone? Oh yeah, I know. I the screen like my keyboard on my laptop isn't even working right now. So I'm even smashing that button so hard you're like, back, yeah. yes, more and more. Enter, 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 enter. All right. Well, those are the surefire bets of the show. Let's get to the Hail Marys. These are the ones we don't expect to work out. All those other ones are those, those are, are locks. Those. Cash those. Those are locks. Cash those in. I'll go, I'll go first here. I'm going baseball. Angels 25 to 1 to win the World Series. I mean, could this be the year that I, Mike Trout I, makes a playoff run? Shohei gets in there. They're in first place. They're 16 and 10. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 25 to 1, I kind of feel it. Like, Mike Trout could kind of get hot. Shohei's doing everything. Shohei getting, Shohei getting dinged a little bit. Mike Trout has never really completed a full season of baseball. Yeah. I mean, I like the odds. If, if, if those two guys can stay healthy, that lineup, you go Shohei, Trout, Randon, and he's been, he's been playing well. The back-end pitching has been good. The bullpen's been solid. There's there's no scarier team out there when they're healthy. They're they're number they're one hole hitter. This guy is Taylor Ward. Yeah, yeah, he's tearing it up. He's yeah. so, he's like player he's of the, the week. Yeah, he's yeah, the you, classic. He's the classic front half of the season. Oh, here he comes and bats one eighty four on the second half. Like he's a classic guy for that. I'm talking about the core of this lineup. They're scarier than anybody else out there. If they stay healthy, if okay. any one of those three gets hurt, I mean, they're gonna have some competition. Like the Yankees look great, the Blue Jays look really good, the, the Astros Yankees are gonna be dangerous. Look, they're gonna have some competition, yeah. but 25 to 1 has my yeah, attention. 20, I love the odds. I love the odds. All right, Curtis, give us your Hail Mary. Uh, man, I, I don't even think this is a Hail Mary because I think it's a deadlock, but <laughs> we're moving it up. Move it but to the lock section. We had to put it somewhere. So, uh, okay. So you, you bet the MVP, you bet the championship, you tie them together. Booker MVP, Suns championship, 15 to one. If you don't like Booker, you take the uh, Chris Paul MVP plus the Suns championship. And uh, the reason I'm putting this out there, the Suns are the best team I've seen so far in these playoffs. I don't see anyone beating them. This is their year. They were up 2-0 on uh, Milwaukee last year they blew it they're pissed they're angry they're tight they're focused and this is their uh this is their mission from God and and they're uh proving it uh every night against our poor little Dallas Mavericks if the regular season means anything the Suns are going to be the champion I mean they were clearly the best team they're historic it was a historic season so I'm loving this 15 to 1 I mean I don't know how they're going to stay in business giving us odds like this all right Ezra take us to the moon with a $10 bet to win. $10 bet to win $42,951. <laughs> $42, <laughs> $42, <laughs> $42, <laughs> $42, <laughs> $42, <laughs> $42, 
It's Tony Finau. This was live betting. So this actually occurred midway through round one today at the Wells Fargo Invitational. Parlayed with Mo Donegal to win the Kentucky Derby. The official horse of – no, I guess not. What, what a barrio, but – yeah, White Barrio and Mo Donegal are the official horses of Hijinks. Yes, we have we have a stable. We have a stable of horses. So, uh, with Mo Donegal at eleven, at eleven, essentially eleven to one, Tony Finau at thirty three to one, the ten dollar bet paid forty two thousand nine hundred fifty one dollars. Ten dollars. We are digging so deep. No, but we here's are now the, parlaying here's... horses. <laughs> Golfers, and New Zealand golfers. Yeah, yeah. Now, but here's the beauty. Here, here's the beauty of this. And I was trying to explain this to Joe. If Mo Donegal were to win the Kentucky Derby, the hedge bet on the second half of the parlay would be absolutely epic, right? It's a ten dollar bet to win forty thousand. Could we crowdsource? Oh, so to, to hedge properly, we need to raise. Eight, eight to nine thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like could we in twenty four you know, hours? That's like the you know, it's like a plot for a movie. You know, man, we man has million dollar so, bet needs to raise the money in twenty four hours. Right. So we've talked about this one a couple of times. I think if if this if Mo Donegal wins the Derby, we need to somehow find a way to record this whole interchange via FaceTime, via Zoom call, via whatever of us trying to put together five grand on the golfer. We think that's going to beat Tony Finau at the so best if, odds. If, if these two things happen and, and we win this $43,000 bet, we're, we're it, it may be the most entertaining video ever created. And we find we'll a hire way. An entire production team to film it. <laughs> well, we'll start making those uh, ransom letters where you cut out the, the numbers yeah. and characters from other uh, uh, newspapers <laughs> <laughs> and we'll mail them to people about their dog. Yeah. Uh, sir, do you have anything to do with this magazine uh, ransom letter? No, no, no. Uh, yeah. We do have a receipt on your credit card for 50 magazines from the yeah. local bookstore. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like magazines a lot. I, yeah. I didn't realize They're like, no, everybody wondered at that 7-Eleven why you bought 12 people magazines because nobody ever buys it. <laughs> Can I have every magazine you've had? <laughs> just, just this weird letter rambling about a horse and roll McElroy. I couldn't really make it out. <laughs> Let's look into the future. Right now, we currently have the first time in the month of May that both LA teams, both New York teams are in first place in their respective divisions. My crystal ball, we have the ultimate Fox Sports absolute mega World Series. We're going to have a New York team versus an LA team. And there's four ways to bet this one. My crystal ball, we're going east and west coast. We're going to have 4 p.m. games on the west coast. We're going to have 9 p.m. games on the West Coast. We're going to have, you know, the two largest media markets in the world. And Fox will finally get back the $1.1 billion. So let me make sure I understand that you got you guys saying either the Yankees or the Mets and either the Dodgers or the Angels. Yeah. 
Mm, that's pretty good. This is the uh, the Cannonball Run World Series. Yes, yeah. and, and I like it. Yeah, and you know what? You know what would be the absolute epic part of it is if somebody did the actual because you know the Cannonball Run's a real thing, right? Oh yeah, I, I keep pretty good tabs on it actually. I was, I was imagining. I don't know what Cannonball Run is. I was imagining this is like some kind of tree swing uh, kind of situation. No, 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 no. They have <laughs> they have a cross country race. Um, it's an unofficial, totally illegal. Uh, there, the last time a guy set the record on it, he took a rented Ford 5.0 Mustang, yep. removed the back seats, filled it with a thousand gallons of gasoline <laughs> with a pilot drones, spotters, and ran an average speed of like 127 miles an hour across the entire country. Cannonball. Yeah. So. So it, it, it's 30, 32 hours and 51 minutes. 32. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And a uh, thousand gallons of fuel might be a little much, but, uh, but, he, but yes. did you see that? Do you see like when he did <laughs> the trunk car? of fuel, you open the trunk, it's just liquid swimming. Uh, no, no, he, no, he like removed the rear seats and put in a, a spare fuel. Yes, tank. Correct. So <laughs> oh, the, the cannonball uh, lost a little of its luster because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they broke the record something like seven times in that one time period. Yeah, uh, there was no, there was no traffic. Well, they there were no truckers. There were no yeah. cops pulling you over, so it became, you know, no traffic. But I do. I think would love. I would love if somebody, if somebody were to film themselves watching a game in New York, dash cam footage of the Cannonball Run to get to the LA game. That'd be fun. That would be the. There's an edge to be had here. What about the swimming gas idea? You fill up the trunk with gasoline, like liquid, just hanging around gas. That way, when you need to fill up, you don't need to stop a gas station. You just take a hose from your trunk into the fuel tank. Why not? Roll with it. Let's roll with it. All right, Curtis, what's what's your issue? Can I talk you into a cannonball run where the tree swing, where the guy runs? Right, and then make some crazy jump, grab the tree swing like in the jungle, like a mammoth, like 50 feet. This yeah. guy jumps like action movie star, grabs the tree swing, swings up, and does a cannonball into the lake below. I mean, who's yells that cannonball? Yeah, they, they, they them like we do uh the, ski jumps. They have that on the Guadalupe. <laughs> let's, the let's Guadalupe River. Let's sign up. I'm in cannonball run two. Uh, all right, we're filming it. I know where it is. I'll, I'll, we, we're going out to the Guadalupe River this summer, then, man. I, I will say this is the biggest sidetrack we've ever had doing this, <laughs> where we are totally oh, off topic here. Swimming gasoline. Yeah. All right, Curtis, give us uh, your future look. All right. Uh, after the draft, after the off seasons, uh, my, my favorite team in the draft was uh, Philly. I thought yes. they absolutely killed it. Um, acquiring A.J. Brown, the draft picks, um, they just got better. I thought uh, New York had a pretty good draft. I thought Washington did okay. And uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys will enter uh, this year being the uh, favorite to win the NFC East, as they typically do, which is super annoying. They still have the but, most talent. <laughs> but but Philly will absolutely win the NFC East this year. That's my crystal ball. I really like their offseason. I can't wait yep. for the NFL odds to be out. I want them to be out so bad because I'm ready. To I know, make you're, some I know you're hammering. Joe, Joe's like, he, yeah. Should we crowdsource that bet? Should we crowdsource the Philly bet? 
like Philly to win it. No, we don't need to crowdsource it. What we're gonna do? We're gonna hit that forty-three thousand to ten. Bet yeah, you got right. Earlier. We parlay that <laughs> with the Eagles, roll it over. That's how you make a fortune. Yeah, yeah. Right, my future pick, uh, my crystal ball is Steph Curry hits ten threes in Game Three against Memphis. So Curry's gonna get hot, feeling the home crowd. Like the home crowd is gonna be electric in Golden State. So I'm predicting ten threes for Steph Curry. Does anyone know his record? It's an odd number. I think it's 11 or 13. <laughs> um. Okay, let me bet on that. Uh, I will bet that it's even, just for fun. Uh, looks Thompson? like Dame Lillard, June oh, 1st, playoffs. 2021, against the yeah. Nuggets. He hit 12 threes. Yes. So I think Steph's – I think, yeah, he broke Steph's 11. He Ooh. broke Clay's 11. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe at 10. So Steph is going for 10, double digit threes. I think they got it. All right. And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thanks for listening. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Tune in next week when we discuss best frozen head, Ted Williams or Walt Disney. Hi, Jim.